two, one. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Eric, Kyle, and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. For comics originally releasing next week in May, I forgot to look it up. So, what is it, the... May 16th. 16th, 2018. But before the three of us get into what's happening in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, you had a lot of cool things happen and you got in a fight online. Yeah, well, no, it, it (laughs) it was just a friendly discussion with uh, comic creator Colin Bunn, who um, we're not friends or anything, but, you know, <laughs> we're just, we were just chit-chatting, you know, like you do online. And uh, he, he's saying to all the people out there that are kickstarting their comics that there's not a lot of comic book stores that can stock all comics. They make their decisions based on their, their climate and their clientele. And if a book has already been distributed by via Kickstarter or another crowd, crowdfunding service, then that makes it more easy, an easy one to skip. Uh, that they don't, and, and then don't get bent out of shape if they won't carry your book, because, and, and that's just how he left it. And, so is that a big old middle finger from Stabity Bunny? Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's tons of examples like that, mm. you know? Uh, humans, one of my all-time favorites, right? Started, started there. And so I, I asked him, wouldn't that actually prove that there's an audience for those books? Because you've already been able to cobble together a print run and distribute it based on the quality of your book. He says, yeah, but some retailers feel that that means that everybody who would want the book already has it. And so my retort (laughs) is if you apply that logic, then everybody who bought Injustice digitally was the audience for Injustice. So don't put it out in singles. Okay, so everybody who bought it digitally and in singles... That's the entire audience. So why would you collect it to trade? So why would you collect two trades to a hardcover? Why would you collect uh, all two hardcovers to an omnibus or four or whatever it is? Um, you know th- that same logic. If you if applied means you sh- that once something's out in the ethos, its audience has been saturated, and that's just not the way comics work. He has not responded. Now, am I am I off base? Uh, Is is Kickstarter a different animal? Uh, Is it really the entire audience? I don't think so. I think it's a way to prove proof of concept, show that you can get you can generate an audience with said concept, and therefore rinse and repeat in a retail setting. Am I wrong? Well, Kyle, you're a retailer. Do you want to take this one? <laughs> um, I, I've neither kickstarted things nor ordered for a large comic book shop, so I I, I, I tend to agree with Drew on this though. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 a really it's a bigger question than just is it right or wrong and and kind of how you're looking at it. And I would say that there's validity to both sides. Um, me personally, I would err to the side of what Colin is saying. In that, by doing Kickstarter for comics or trades, uh, graphic novels, things like that, 
it does severely limit your marketability to shops because we do see folks that buy things on Kickstarter, just get it through Kickstarter. They don't come into the store. So it does take out part of the market. Uh, I think that some of the factors that go into it are the questions of why do people choose to kickstart over going through Diamond? And that has to do with cost, right? It's easier to publish your books, get them in your living room and box them and send them yourself than it is to go to Diamond. However, when I'm looking at you know the the list of things in the top 300 and item I don't know let's just pick one item 293 is Battlestar Galactica versus Battlestar Galactica it's shipped 4,000 units um, if you're going to go on Kickstarter and you're going to get 3,000 backers anything on Kickstarter is going to be probably in that, that range right it's going to be a smaller back half item if it was bigger like a Walking Dead anything by Kirkman it would be in Diamond you wouldn't go through Kickstarter so when you're talking such small numbers you're already talking even at 4,000 one maybe two copies of a book into every retail shop in America you take away three quarters of that market there's really not a lot left to go around and so the people that would maybe get one are going to say well my one guy may have already gotten this book I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it there's no point in bringing it in so you run that danger um, the other problem is the more and more people use kickstarter the more and more it's going to start to get ignored by comic stores because we already have a catalog that's you know well three catalogs now that <laughs> accumulate to you know 500 pages that have over 2300 items every month Right. It takes James and I, and maybe we do a little bit more than some people, maybe we do a little bit less, but it takes us about three and a half to four hours to actually enter our order and talk about the items, let alone the three weeks lead up to that where we're talking about things back and forth. All told, it's probably close to eight or nine hours that we're working on this stuff. And now you want me to go down and chase every single Kickstarter that's out there for every book. Then I have to look at, okay, do I want to get it if I know that my diamond discount is between... I don't know, say 40 and 55% based on publisher or whatever, how much you're bringing in. Am I better off or worse off by buying the Kickstarter books and paying for the shipping that way? Or do I just wait? It, it's By the time you get done with it, it just yeah. becomes more work than you're going to make out of it. Because if I'm selling a three ninety nine comic and let's just say I get lucky and they have a retailer deal and I can pull in uh, 50%, profit on a book am i gonna take three hours every month to comb through every kickstarter that's out there to make a buck 50 or two dollars no it's just not feasible you've got some folks though um the two that i can think of are idw's um chief publisher whatever his name is dirk um that does full bleed which is a hardcover and then tom zoller putting out he's got a new kickstarter out for a trade paperback those two both had specific retailer tiers that if you have a diamond account number you can get basically your standard discount on their books and they will send them to you that's an instance where if it's a 25 dollars book and i have a 50 percent standard discount for idw say i know that i can make 12.50 that's worth the time it's got more content it has it's a unique offering and then it is something that has backing of IDW or with Tom Zoller has the name notoriety that goes with it. Those plus are I things that are worth you, it. To, plus I told you to please pre-order that for me. 
Yes, I did the I did the poll, and I think I have five people now that are that are getting it. So it's one of those things where, and I'm treating you all right and sharing the discount with you all. Oh, um, nice. But no, it's one of those things where there's there's a cost benefit, and for us as shop owners to have to track the stuff down, it's just not worth it. And so it's it's one of those things where if other people have the time and energy, are going to go track them down. Awesome. Will we miss some good stuff? I freely and openly admit, yes, we will. But again, to take all that time, if you put, you know, if, if you're working a salary job or an hourly job and you factor, what is, what do you make an hour? If I'm going to spend three hours in a month and I'm going to make $6 back, how much did I spend to make $6? And it doesn't add up. It's not worth it. Okay. Well, see, I was thinking more along the lines of, um, like in the case of the humans, uh, it was a zero issue. They sold it through Kickstarter, and then they pitched their number one to Image, and then retailer. Then then if retailers won't put it on the shelf, I don't understand why they wouldn't. When there's already a proof of concept th- with the zero issue through Kirk Kickstarter, here's the next issue in Diamond. Put it on your put it on your shelves. I thought I was. That's how I interpreted that. That, and maybe I was wrong. Yeah, and I I think it it does come down to store owners tend to know their market, and we do know that you know the the World Wide Web's are very big, and they capture a lot of different people, and some people will just comb and troll on Kickstarter, and they'll see something and they'll go, oh, "That looks fun. I'll get it." Have never been to a comic store, won't ever go to a comic store, may never pick up that next issue, but they saw it, it looked good, so they'll try it. So it's one of those things where it's just a, it's a different marketplace. It's, um, when you're talking indie books, smaller publishers, smaller things, it's, it's, it really comes down to, can I make the profit back? And as a retailer, you want to do everything you can for your customers. So like, you know, I, I've got customers that want that Tom Zoller trade. I'm going to get that trade for them. That, yes. that's, that's part of it. But you know, for one single issue here and there, when I don't have anyone coming in saying, can you get it for me? And I have to go get it. It's just not, not as likely to happen. Yeah. It will, you know, it will happen in special circumstances, but not, yeah. not I think across I'm, the board. I'm totally on board. There's no reason for a retailer to go out to Kickstarter and, and track down this creator and say, your, your concept looks really cool. I want to put it, bring it in my, in my shop. I was thinking the other way around that they've had a successful Kickstarter. Now they're in diamond I think that kick, having successful Kickstarter should give them an edge, at least to that. Hey, there is a market for this, but yes, it all it is all up to up to the retailer. Yeah, no, and, and it it is a good proving ground, but again, it's a different pool of people that are doing the proving yeah. versus coming into yeah. the shop. Yeah, it's their mom and dad who <laughs> kick, kick started them. <laughs> it, it could be, and it kudos be. to them. Yeah. Okay, well, we've beaten that horse, and I'm going to write a written apology to Columbine. <laughs> um, Wolf Warner says, Failsafe and Heathen from Vault Comics both optioned, along with Raisin Dion for Net- Raising Dion for Netflix. Get those number one while still available. Those number ones while still available. I know I have a Heathen. I know I have a Failsafe. I don't know about Raising Dion. It doesn't ring a bell with me. Um, you got some of those, guys? Well, you, you, nope. Eric, you've got some. <laughs> I, uh, I actually don't have either of those on in my personal collection. 
Do you guys do you guys carry Vault? We do order some Vault. We uh, Failsafe One's been out since uh, it's about four weeks now, so that one we're out of. Um, Failsafe Two doesn't come out until June, and then Heathen that one came out a while ago, if I remember right. That was a little bit longer ago. Uh yeah. I do have Heathen. Now that I think about it, yeah, I did get that. Yeah, that came out in February, so that one's mm-hmm. been out for quite a while. And we had we had some of those, but yeah. obviously they're gone too. Also from Wolf, uh, I like Zazzy Beats too. She is fire. I'm sure she will rock in Deadpool too. Plus, the comic by Gail Simone is gorgeously written too. Oh yeah, Venom by Donny Cates was dope. How could you yeah. even doubt that, Drew? All right, Venom was good. It was very good. So yeah, we had a little uh, discussion of of Zazie Beats in uh, the new Deadpool, and mm-hmm. she's in Atlanta and smoking hot. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I doubted Venom. Did I? Did I doubt Venom? I must yeah, have. You, you talked back because I think I made it my pick just because I was excited yeah. for it. And you, yeah, that's I think true. you gave me some crap because that's kind of what you do. That's <laughs> that might be what I do. Yeah, that's possible. Um, so, uh, I've got some sad news, guys. The, uh, the young animal line is ending in August. Aww. I know. What's your favorite memory of the young animal line? Uh, <laughs> Cave Carson and his unibrow or whatever it was. <laughs> Cybernetic eye. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, I like that one, though. That sounds more interesting. It would probably be more understandable than, hmm. than some of the young animal books. Um, I'm sure there are people that like the young animal line out there, but uh, I, I found it really incomprehensible and not great. So I won't miss it at all. Goodbye. Good riddance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's taking the high road. Eric, you know, I like Gerard it, Way. So but, yeah, uh, my thing with it was we had people that were excited for the titles. It just they, none of them came out on time. No. Every one of them seemed to catch delays, especially Doom yeah. Patrol, and that was the one that most people had excitement for. And, yeah. you know, I applaud DC for wanting to take uh, a new approach, kind of do the the boutique label, uh, get someone from outside of comics proper to kind of come in and shepherd a new vision. Like, I'm, I'm down with all of that. I love it. I love the idea. The only problem is if we can't hit dates, then... I'm sorry. Don't bother. Don't bother getting me excited. Get me all hot under the collar just to throw cold water on me. Exactly. Uh, looks like with Batman number fifty, uh, price is going to three ninety nine and staying there. Uh, Flash is moving to three ninety nine. Wonder Woman's moving to three ninety nine. Um, some of these are going to still stay twice a month at three ninety nine. Um, Eric. You 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 are a card carrying member of uh, DC. I think you're you're you have their all their phone numbers. You can call them and <laughs> tell them what ask them what's going on here. Can you explain uh, that what's what's the strategy here? They had an edge. They were two ninety nine. They were they had an edge um, for our wallets. What happened? Yeah, um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I did reach out to one of our contacts and I just kind of said, Hey, what's the what's the plan with this? I'm not upset by any stretch of the imagination i just kind of want to know what the thinking is and really haven't gotten much of an answer as far as what the thinking actually 
is coming from them. I, I know that with uh, some of the changes, some of the price increase, I'm actually trying to look up one thing right now while I'm, I'm talking. Um, they're actually planning to go from 20 to 32 page stories. Uh, I know Superman is one that's making that adjustment, going to a, a single issue monthly at three ninety nine, but adding pages. I don't know if that's the plan across the board. I'll have to look a little bit deeper. I do know that on all of the the retailer message boards on Facebook, one of the biggest things that's out there right now is uh, cover stock on all the books. Uh, Marvel, DC, doesn't matter. But we're getting books that are coming in with wavy covers, as soon as we pop them out of the box um, and things like that. And my question to the DC folks was, Hey, is this part of your commitment that you had said that you're looking at new cover stock and wanting to get a few, uh, you know, get a little bit higher quality product coming out. Um, and I, they, they literally told me, they're like, I, we're still getting information ourselves. As soon as we have more of it, we can share it. So I don't know if this was an accounting based uh, decision, if it was, something from Dan and Jim or we're, we're still kind of waiting to find out more. Once we find out more, I'll be more than happy to pass it on to you guys. So if I can't come on and talk about it, you'll have the info, but I think it's, I do find the, um, the internet outrage to be a little ridiculous. Yeah. Because, uh, people are coming out and saying, well, I guess I'm going to stop buying DC books now. And after they buy a five ninety nine Marvel book, <laughs> yeah, and and you know Marvel is no stranger to, to double shipping. Uh, Star Wars comes out twice a month quite frequently. Uh, or if you're in on any of the Star Wars, you know the whole Star Wars line, you're getting three books a, a week at some points. Um, you know you've got Deadpool's coming out every other day. It seems like with different Deadpool titles and and weekly ones. So I guess for for people to kind of take DC and throw it at Marvel and just say, well, at least. You know, at least Marvel's giving me a digital code. Well, you know what? We don't know the reasoning behind that either. Let's wait and find out. I, I guess we get so quick to pass judgment in the internet age, and we don't actually stop and wait for the facts that it kind of gets a little frustrating. Um, but with DC, you know, for me, if they're going to upgrade the cover stock, if they're going to, um, you know, add pages, those are all things that very easily take that three ninety nine sting away. Um, I of all the people that buy our books in the store, we've asked multiple times, "Do you use your your Marvel codes?" And I think no. maybe one out of the sixty some people that we see regularly um, come in and say, "No, I, I don't use the digital codes." I mean, do you guys use your digital codes? No, no, especially now that they're not necessarily for the book you just purchased; they're for no, old trades. They changed of the that. similar title. They went back. They they they, they backed off on that. Oh, did they back up? That, that lasted like three months, and they got they got screamed at, and it and changed it back. Mm -hmm. yeah, it shows you how much I had to pay attention. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's you know to me it's a lot of people wanting to blow some hot air so that they can blow some hot air. Um, I know there's going to be more details that'll come out, and when they come out, we'll know, and hopefully it will give us better insight. So Eric, what you're telling me is people on the internet want to complain. It's a weird phenomenon. I it I don't know. It's new. So, but we. I but, mean, yeah, but it does suck a little bit. But eh. it's also gonna it's it's gonna make some of these books not twice a month. Some of them will go monthly. Yep. Okay. Yeah, like Superman is making the adjustment. It's going monthly instead of twice a month. My boy Nightwing's down to once a month now too. Yep. 
and boy was that a nice variant cover this past uh that was actually a, a i think it was a ramita junior cover that mm-hmm. oh actually or i liked the it. one with the, the robots on the stick where he had the head no the, the one it was the one oh, where the, one it's kind of like the rain that was that was coming down yes 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 not bad not bad about time we get some good stuff from uh those variant covers for a nightwing well let's take a peek at uh when, when, well, when we get to when we get to the sales, I'm I'm curious of some of the double shipping titles and how they're selling and why we would make that change because uh, I was under the impression that Superman was selling pretty well, but uh, we'll we'll see down the road. Uh, a few more news and notes. Uh, Shazam's uh, director has announced that production is wrapped, and they're taking care of post production. Do you guys care about Shazam? It's, I do. It looks great. Looks yeah, great. I, I'm totally in for Shazam. Oh, awesome. And I'm a big Zachary Levi guy, so yeah, I'm in. Very cool. Uh, Were you a big, uh, was it Chuck fan? Were you a Chuck fan? I, I like Chuck. I didn't I didn't finish the series, but there's a couple seasons where I really liked it. Um, not necessarily for Zachary Levi, more the blonde, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked the, uh, was it the brother-in-law? Captain Awesome? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Comics-related television shows. Uh, got some news this week. I Zombie was renewed for its fifth season. It was on the bubble, touch and go. Woo-hoo. Uh Inhumans got canceled after one season. Uh, no shock there. The Gifted uh, did get renewed over at Fox. It's coming back, and then Lucifer got canceled. So it's gone after three seasons. So some some com- all the all the CW ones are coming back, but um, I don't know if they've announced Black Lightning, but I think it's coming back too. Uh, Very cool. So, um, uh, the one of the our former LCS DCBS was uh, was on a podcast and talking about their their business and said that seventy five percent of their business is from in stock trades. Uh, that they so three quarters of their money is coming from the trade side over the floppy side. Um, to me, that means uh, that makes sense a little bit more why they they were compelled to move um, because of those trades, hardcovers, omnibus, collected editions. If if they're selling them the bulk of those, those things are heavy. And Eric, you pay a lot in shipping from Diamond to get your books. I can't imagine what DCBS pays. Um, and I think they looked at it as a way to um, ramp up their profits. And it must have been a big, big number. Um, but I, I know they didn't, they didn't lower any of their prices when they, got, when they didn't have to pay for shipping anymore. Um, right now, I'm guessing they just have a truck and drive over to, DCB or to Diamond and pick up their books once a week. I'm guessing that's how it works, right? I'm thinking. Yeah. And so... They, in theory, instead of passing that savings along, they've just pocketed the the profits. And I guess it that's their that's their right since they moved their entire operations down there. Um, but it seems like it was a money grab to me. Now, am I wrong? Um. It was obviously a business move to help increase their profits. There's no question about that because they moved not only closer to Diamond, uh, but they had moved intentionally closer to FedEx because FedEx was their main shipper at the time, which they've now shifted to, 
was it uh it's the ups um not sure post i don't think that's what it's called but it's it's some sort of media mail equivalent that ups has uh that they are using but yeah, uh, I, th- I believe that they have a semi or something like that that they just drive over to the Diamond Warehouse, back it up, pick up their books, and then drive it over to their processing warehouse and do what they're going to do. Wonder what that wonder what that semi-truck would cost to ship once a week. I don't know. We have a... Um, we actually have quite a, a large shipment coming in this week. We, being in a bigger store, we've been stocking up pretty frequently so this is a much bigger um much bigger shipment for us than normal but our freight costs for this week or for this next week's books are 328 dollars and 15 cents yeah times 52 that's yeah so just if you if you live next to diamond you would be able to pocket an extra 15 grand well, you'd have to split it with yeah. James, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to split anything with him if he doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just get a big semi myself. Yeah. Let's see if I can, uh, while you're talking, I'm going to try and go back and just see if I can find like a more normal sized shipping cost for a, what I would consider a normal sized ish comic store. I don't know. I, I think we're more normal than we are small or big. Yeah. Well, speaking of Diamond, um, um, some, oh, some, some of your books have been coming in uh, more damaged than normal in your yeah. shipments. Yeah, so actually uh, I kind of put this on the agenda for this uh, this recording because we've got listeners now that are that have switched over from Midtown, DCBS, whomever, to, to our mail order service, which uh, I am greatly uh, thankful for and I enjoy the fact that we're doing this and working and getting to meet and know a lot of, uh, a lot of new folks and uh, but I, I kind of want to let everybody know that uh, how Dim- Diamond processes their damages, shortages, things like that. So I don't know what's happening. If you're on the Slack channel for Comic Book Page, you probably saw me put a little something on there. But Diamond goes through ebbs and flows. And it's an ebb and flow of employment that affects the quality of the output that they have. Um, we've talked on our podcast about Diamond really just being a you know churn-based operation books come in they spin them out and you know it's they, they're not out there hiring harvard graduates to do this they're kind of looking for can you breathe can you you know read a line on a on a pick list all right you're good so what we see is that there's peaks like around um, christmas time when people are stocking up more they're adding some staff in the warehouse to help cover those loads. And then now we're hitting the summer where um, sales start to rebound traditionally for comic stores. Kids are getting done with school, high school, college, whatever, looking for something to do. So we see these upticks of new folks. And um, over the last probably four weeks, we have dealt with an inordinately large amount of damages or even worse, just straight up shortages. So... It's, it's quite tricky when you're trying to balance, um, you know, pre-orders and your store shelves and stuff like that. And what Diamond does basically is when you call in your damages and shortages on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when you get your books, they use the reserve stock that whatever publisher has to try and refill that order. If your order goes over $150 of cost, they will 
consider sending you a direct ship to get your books by the end of that week. If you do that, you have to pay for that shipping, but it is at an increased rate instead of just standard freight because it's kind of think of it like priority mail versus just parcel post. Right. So oftentimes uh, for what we're doing, uh, it could cost us 35 to 40 dollars to get a direct ship for the shorted or damaged items which could total like you know 150 dollars so it's 10 percent of the the profit that we're going to make is just being eaten up in in uh, shipping so what we usually will elect to do is just let them pick the books and then hold them with our shipment that comes out essentially in two weeks it causes a little bit of a delay for folks to get the books but it's the only feasible way that we can get everything in that we can ship out to folks, keep our prices the way that we have them and offer the best service we can. So for those that may have an LCS who said, well, I got shorted or my books were damaged, um, you know, just exercise a little bit of patience. They should be able to know right away if that book is being uh, filled or not. Because when you submit a, a damage or shortage claim with your rep, uh, within about five minutes, you get a confirmation email, and it tells you right on there, quantity not available or local distribution stock, whatever it is. So it's um, right now we're in one of those peaks where we're getting more damages and shortages, which really is is also a little bit uh, more stressful on James and I with moving to the new store. And it's like we're trying to, to manage just that alone and then throwing a few extra pieces. But I, you know, I think everybody is uh, understanding and being patient and... Um, you know, ultimately, if if product runs out because the publishers didn't publish enough, um, you know, we'll just we'll we'll credit people back or we'll fill it with a like product. If there's a second printing and someone's really just looking for a reader copy, they're not looking to flip it. Um, you know, but it's all the joys of of uh, you know working in the business. And one of the things that we've uh, I think Drew, you and I have seen on both uh, the Slack and on the on John's forums page is that some folks who have either switched to us from DCBS, switched to other folks, whatever it be, um, there's, there's some interesting things happening with books that were pulled and held and are waiting for the last shipment and then disappearing. Yeah. And the one that was really confusing to me is, um, you know, DCBS says about three quarters of their profits come from the in-stock trades orders, which makes sense when you're making, you know, 15 to 20% margin, you're going to make a lot more money when you're selling a hundred dollar omnibus than when you're selling a two ninety nine spawn. Um, but there were trades on some of the lists that people put up that I just went ahead and, and I'll do this for anybody else that's listening. If you're curious about the status of your product, um, you can send me a link and, you know, if, if it, it may take me a day or so, depending on right. what I'm doing. But um, I went through the the list and I, you know, basically grabbed the diamond inventory information, you know, out of stock uh, or in stock. That was the interesting one was there was a handful uh, for one guy that I think he had like 10 items and six or seven of them were in stock waiting. Yeah. And he's been waiting for months to get these things, you know, in his order. So it's I don't know what what's going on. I It's a shame because I know before I owned a shop. Uh, I was a DCBS customer for probably about two and a half, three years. Did you ever try to email them? <laughs> I, I did. And how I long did. did it take them to respond? Uh, longer than it takes me to respond. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and there towards the end, uh, it took even longer and longer. And um, I, thought, I think they've 
they still probably only have one customer service person that answers all the emails, and uh, I think she takes a lot of breaks. Uh, because it <laughs> Either takes, that or she's getting a lot of emails. It just doesn't, not responsive, and the responses are um, auto, auto-generated at some point, it seems like, or it's cop- copied and pasted from a standard line about, you know, when books are missing or damaged or whatever, and it, there's really no attention to... Uh, me as a customer. At least that that's what, it, what was happening before. Um, yeah. Maybe they've improved. I, I am not there anymore, so I wouldn't know. But, um, uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's, that stinks. Yeah, damages, damages happen. Um, you know, it, it really, if it's, if they're just kind of damaged, I don't really care. If it, you know, if, if it's just something I'm reading. If, I mean, if that dealt, I probably want that Dell Auto to be as nice as it can be. But, <laughs> um, you know, there's, but, you know, some of the, you know, my Moon Knights and stuff that uh, I don't care. I don't care that much. I'm just reading them. So, um, yeah. And I think the way that, that James and I approach the damages component is we look at, you know, if we get 50 Batmans and, you know, five of them have a glaring defect, we're going to call in those five. If we look at 50 Batmans and, 50 of them all have the exact same small mark in the same spot. Yeah. The likelihood of us going to Diamond and getting them replaced and not having that is incredibly low because chances are that's a printing error. And if it happened on 50 of them, it's going to happen on all, you know, 105,000 of them. Yeah. So it's one of those things where we do our best to try and, and um, pick and choose. We know that things like number ones, uh, we know that when people order multiples of a book, Things like that. Those are typically flags for us to say we want these to be in as good a quality as possible. Uh, we both have an eye for would I want this in my collection if I was looking to collect it and invest in it. You know, very similar to if you're buying a baseball card, you don't want the one with the rounded fuzzy corners. You want the one with the crisp corners. So we try and do our very best to make sure that what we're providing, uh, whether it be to the mail order folks or the in-store folks, is the best quality that we feel is reasonable. Um, and and I'll be honest, there are some retailers out there that every week on our the FOC retailer board in Facebook, they are just lambasting publishers and diamond left and right for the smallest things that we look at and we're like, okay, well, it's not worth being in the bad graces of your diamond rep or DC or Marvel or Image or IDW. It's just not worth it. You know, you're you're making a a huge shitstorm out of the smallest little thing. You're not getting anywhere. You just look like a fool. And publishers don't want to work with you. And I'm so thankful that we do things the way that we do because we we ran out of some books that are out of stock at Diamond and a great case of that is Battle Cats. Battle Cats one, two, and three. We we are the the well is dry. There there ain't none. And I reached out to uh their publisher. We talked to them at C2E2 and I said, Hey, look, I've got people asking for this. Diamond is out. Can I buy some stock from you? And they turned right around and they said, Hey, we've you know, we've got a couple extra copies of everything in the office. We're going to send them on our way to you, and we'll work out a you know price later. Don't worry about it. Just get them to the people that want to read them. Wow. What's that, what's that um, publisher? That's, uh, is it, I think it's Madcap. Nice. I mean, DC's done the same thing for us. Um, Titan, has, Titan actually has sent me hardcovers from the UK to provide to customers because, you know, it's... It, it's all about creating a good relationship. And if you respect them and they don't perceive and they, they look at you and they're like, well, they're not out here just trying to take advantage of us or they're not complaining about everything. These guys, you know, they take their lumps, they do their work. And then 
when they're really pinched, they reach out and they ask. And it's and it's it's the way you do it. To me, that's the way you run business. You don't. There's no point in pissing everybody off because you'll have no one to work with. So you might as well all get along in the same sandbox and try and do the right thing. So it's a cycle. We think Diamond is going to uh, get their personnel, their staffing right, and uh, damages to drop. Yeah, they just hired a new wave of reps as well. So uh, I'm thinking in the next month or so, everything should smooth over. All the summer guys will be and gals will be in, and they'll have been through their training and whatnot, and they'll be ready to rock and roll. Well, let's let's shift gears then to some some good to great news, Kyle. You know that little that little store in Oconomowoc that we visited and loved so much. It is no more. Mm-hmm. It is no more. They they packed up. They packed up everything and moved to a new store down the street. Uh, tell us all about the grand opening of the new Cowabunga and free comic book day on the same day. Sure, sure. Yeah, so it was um, four days to move the entire shop was all it took. Um, and I, I, it's not all it took, but that's all the time we had. <laughs> uh, uh, thankfully, we have very understanding wives. Um, but you know, we got her moved in in four days, so we shut down on uh, Friday after Friday Night Magic, and uh, by Wednesday the 2nd, we were up and running for soft opening, new comics and stuff like that out. And then Free Comic Book Day on Saturday was our big grand opening. Uh, we did a 10% off everything in the store except for wall books and graded books. Uh, we did Free Comic Book Day galore. We reached out to some of those publishers again, and some of them came through in a big way. DC sent us so much stuff. We had a four foot by 12 foot table that was just full of free DC posters, pins, you name it. Um, we pulled out all the stops we had. We bought into the one one thousand ASM 25 last year. So we had free copies of ASM 25, which was a $10 book. We had the walking den 25 cent issues out there. I mean, we, we just, we went crazy. Um, we opened up about an hour early compared to all the other folks around us. We had a line of uh, between like 60 and 65 people uh, that formed before we opened. And we were nonstop buzzing uh, basically until about 4.30 in the afternoon, which is the lo- the longest extended FCBD buzz that we've had. Usually around, you know, 1 o'clock it starts to trail off when people have, you know, going to lunch. But we had a steady stream all day. Um gave out i don't even want to know how many free comic books uh tons of them we had tons of kids more kids than any year before which was really exciting for us because it's kind of that next wave of potential customers oh yeah um you know so that was really cool to see and they were some of them were kids that had never been into the old store so they were pretty excited to see all the different things we had and uh we ended up sales wise we ended up beating our best day by about 50 bucks and uh it was a huge day for us. So, I mean, it was all in all, it couldn't have gone any better. Uh, we had a blast. We had a lot of fun. Uh, very complimentary folks uh, coming in and saying nice things about the new store. It's it's uh, it's about four times the size. And uh, the actual retail and gaming spaces uh, combined to be about three times the size. And then we have some on-site storage instead of the off-site that we had and some offices. So, it's um, the operation is... We're still kind of working out some of the kinks because we're trying to figure out where everything goes. But as far as the efficiency, our efficiency is getting better and better for just doing our normal processing, which is amazing. That's awesome. Now, some some stores give you one free comic book day. Some give you two. What what, what, are you, what does Cowabunga do? 
Yeah, so typically we do one per person, and then we always try and load up a couple of other tables with other free stuff. And the reason we do that is each of the books cost, um, like the main, the DC Marvel image, those all cost us a quarter. And then some of the smaller publishers, they end up costing us closer to 50 cents a piece. And it's not that we want to be cheap and chintzy, but at the same time, we, we accumulate a lot of additional free stuff over the course of the year. So we kind of try and save a lot of that and squirrel it away so that we can really spoil people on free comic book day. Uh, most of the people around us do either one or three, depending on kind of what they're doing. And, and um, for us, like, oh, we also gave out stacks of DC Nation. That was a 25 cent book, but we got our normal discount on it. So it was you custom know, half, DC Nation. That's right. With a bunch of coupons on the back that are good through the end of the year. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, we do one. Uh, the local, the closest competitor to us does one as well. And then a couple of the shops in Milwaukee do three. Um, but yeah, it's it's really kind of a hit or miss how you do it. And we've <laughs> every year we always see the new guy that's never done free comic book day that goes in so deep on it. And then he ends up, you know, belly up the week after when his uh, shipping bill and his free comic book day <laughs> bill comes in and it's like, $400 worth of shipping for all of his books. And he's like, I don't know how anybody makes money. And it's like, well, you know, you try and it's, it's a, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting type of idea. Uh, but it, it got a lot of people in a lot of ha- very happy people getting, you know, a book, um, in, newsflash. If your wife doesn't read comics, bring her to free comic book day. You get extra books then. <laughs> <laughs> Did you give them all away? We still have a few left over because uh, we went big on some. So we've got, um, I think we have one very small stack of Barrier left over. We have uh, a stack of Little Mermaid left over, which was actually, uh, I think I, since Saturday, have read through that comic like six times with my daughter. <laughs> um, so it was it was a good one. It was actually pretty good. It was well done. It was a Joe Books one. And then um, we've got another stack of something, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So, but we went through about ninety five percent of the books we brought in. That's 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 what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. No, it was it was a great day, and then we had Pokemon going on in the gaming space upstairs, and uh, there were close to 20, 20 players up there that started at around uh, eleven, and they got done at three thirty. And it was great because before they would be sitting kind of in amongst all the product and people would be climbing over them and they were up out of the way. They liked it better because they could do their thing and not have people staring at them. And the people that were down shopping liked it because they didn't have to be stepping over tables yeah. and bags and, you know. How did, so it, what did yeah. Arby's think of, uh, of Free Comic Book Day? Um, well, considering half of their employees are regular customers of ours, <laughs> <laughs> they love it. Uh, it. Actually, they've got a... Uh, pretty deep parking lot behind their building that doesn't really get used and they've given us approval uh, whenever we have events and stuff like that uh, people can go ahead and park there as well because they know they're going to get some some drive-by food sales from that so it's uh, it's been really good we've already got some really good relationships with the folks right around us um, they're all really excited to have us there and it's it's been it's been fun it the I the space is unique the building is is a really unique shaped building, and it's uh, it works out incredibly well for what we're doing. That's really awesome. Just tell yeah. them not to get any horsey sauce on your books. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep away from that. Um, That's right. 
So yeah, and what's the what's what's next now? We're gonna do business as usual for a while. You got more events happening. Do you have gaming like every night in this new? Uh, yeah. So we have gaming. D and D Thursdays, Magic Fridays, Pokemon Saturdays, Warhammer Sundays. But we now have gaming space available every day, all the time. Uh, so we've actually had kids coming in playing uh, Magic and Pokemon on Mondays and Tuesdays as well. Like an open uh, so- open time to do that. Yep, exactly. So we'll let that be. Uh, the biggest thing is we've got another uh, kind of smaller gaming room that's going to have our big glass cases that had the the locked cases that had all our video games and stuff in it. We got to get those up and put get those put in place. So that's part of it. Um, and then yeah, we're gonna just kind of try and run business as usual for a little while. Uh, one of the goals for us was by the end of the summer to start looking at getting a website set up for the mail order component of things. Um, right now we're rocking the spreadsheets, which, you know, people are being really patient with and working with. And, uh, John Mayo's done just a phenomenal job working out functionality for us. I, I cannot thank him enough. I tip my cap to him. He's done uh, yeoman's work with me asking him at 1030 at night, can we change this? And <laughs> by 1035 it's changed and he turns it around and never complains. So, um, but we want to try and get kind of get ourselves into a little bit more of a groove, um, We've, uh, since moving into our new spot, we've somehow accumulated the cell phone numbers of both our UPS and FedEx drivers. And they're like, whatever we can do, tell us if you need us to pick up or drop off. So yeah, we're just trying to kind of get settled in and get into the new routine of the new place. And then it's going to be, um, you know, keep pushing ahead. We, we've, we're expanding product lines. We're starting to carry, um, sci-fi novels, uh, not a big selection of them yet, a smaller selection, but we're starting to carry those. Um, bringing in a little bit more used books, a uh, little bit lower price point for folks. Those seem to be going over really well. Uh, we're getting additional bins so we can get more back issues out. So a lot of just operational type stuff that we're going to work on first. Um, and then, yeah, it's I'm going to say probably September time frame is when we're going to be looking at doing our... Uh, our in-store comic con again and we've got otis already lined up um we're gonna start talking to ashley witter again and get her figured out if we would have known how close she was last year we would have had her for the the big one with ennis but we just didn't realize how close she was until it was too late um but so we're gonna start working on that and getting uh trying to get folks lined up that's fantastic now the old location was on main street this is at 650 east wisconsin avenue is that correct that's correct. So yeah, the the corner that we were on was the corner of Maine and Wisconsin. So we just moved a half a mile uh, down Wisconsin Ave, closer towards uh, the Milwaukee area um, and the main highway that comes into town. So it works out good. If you're in the area, stop in. Um, I'm jealous. I want to see it. I want to see them. Play. The pictures are great, um, but it, they probably don't do it justice because it it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, they don't. They don't do it justice, but. You know, at least it gives you kind of an idea of the feel. And and so much light and space and openness in mm-hmm. there. It's just amazing. Is James going to expand the metal section now that he has room to grow? <laughs> um, I think that's part of his plan. <laughs> I think that's part of his plan. It will be all metal. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's really great, man. Congratulations. and uh, Thank you. Happy grand opening and, and happy best day ever, I guess. That's That's really awesome. Yeah, we just keep raising the bar. And I think the two coolest things that happened on Saturday were the building owner came in, a gentleman who had never set foot in our previous store. But when he heard what we kind of were about, what we did was incredibly excited to have us in his his location. Um, He came in not once but twice and 
told us, he's like, I've never seen this store so full of energy before. It's wonderful to see, and I'm just so happy that you guys are here. So that was great. And then uh, the original owner of Cowabunga that uh, James and I got the store from, he uh, he came in and he just had a big smile on his face. And he just, he said, continues to show me that you guys were able to realize a vision that I had that I just couldn't quite get to based on time and ability of one person. And um, he's just so happy that, again, the store is continuing what he had kind of wanted to, to get to. So those were the two biggest biggest things for us, the pieces that we felt the most proud of at the end of the day when we could step back and say, you know, the guy that we got the store from and the guy that we're using the location of were both really excited and happy to see everything. So it was good. That's fantastic. Now let's turn to business. We've got to look at the, right. the April numbers. And guys, uh, leading the pack is Action Comics with 449,787. Kyle, do you remember what you said it was going to be? I said 449,787. Did you really? I, I was right on the dot. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I didn't realize. That's awesome. Then we had I'm still shocked that we have that giant number and friggin' DC didn't win the month. I know. With half a million $8 bucks. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Uh, maybe that's why they're going up to three ninety nine. They want to start winning. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Amazing Spider Man seven ninety eight is almost at a quarter of a million at two thirty three. Amazing seven ninety nine drops down to one ninety two. Seven ninety eight was our confirmed first appearance. Yep. Yes. Gotcha. Um, seven ninety nine was well. Maybe there's a second appearance. <laughs> so it sells too. <laughs> Hunt for Wolverine number one did one thirty four, one thirty eight, one hundred thirty eight thousand. Batman forty four back up. To one hundred and twenty-five thousand eight hundred, and that's our that's our A cover, B cover wedding dress, wedding dress, tops, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Venomize, Venomize number one did one hundred and three thousand. Batman forty-five drops back down below one hundred thousand for ninety with ninety-six thousand. Um, Domino number one uh, is below ninety thousand at eighty-nine thousand, and then Captain America did seventy-seven, and Walking Dead. To round out the top 10, did 74 almost, so right where it normally is. So we were, um, the top six are over 100,000. We didn't get that. I believe we mm. said top three. Yeah, I didn't get Batman that And much. I said top two. So I was really wrong there. Um, didn't I didn't think Wolverine would do it, and I didn't think Batman would be able to jump up that high, So um, or, or Venomize for that matter. So um, big numbers there. Uh, these big books for you, Eric, in your shop? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we uh, can't even remember how many Action 1000 we brought in, but uh, I think we got five times the number that we would normally get for an Action issue, and I think we've got five issue, five single issues of it left on the shelf. Uh, ASM 798 had... Um, was it a one in fifty or a one in one hundred? It had a it had a ratioed variant to it, and uh, we ended up going in on a couple of those. So I think we had a couple hundred of the seven ninety eights, and still have a small stack of those on the shelf. Seven ninety nine again. It's it's still hot. It's um, Dan Slots going out with a bang, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Hunt for Wolverine had some variants tied to it, so that's why that one's up there. And then Batman forty four uh, was one of those ones where. Originally, I think there was some sort of a, a funky ratio 
uh, A to B type thing, like a one and four for the the B cover. And retailers told DC, you know, as great as uh, was it Mikhail Yanin or whoever did the A cover was, as great as that is, uh, you know, I, I could sell a boatload more of these Joel Jones cover B Catwomans. Uh, if you made it open to order, so DC did, and I think that really helped boost it, and people ended up just doing a lot of sets. We sold a lot of sets of the A and B cover, which was great. And then Venomized, again, uh, a new number one had some variants tied to it. We went in on a couple of them, but we didn't go overly big on it. Great. The one on here that's that was kind of a real stinker as far as quality, in my opinion, because I read through it, was Domino number one. Yeah, I, was, I, didn't, oof. I didn't love it. No, I didn't. I didn't love it. I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, and but, what, uh, what else jumps out at you guys? Well, Batman White Knight continues to be really strong. The eighth issue just came out uh, this past week. It's one of those ones where um, we continue to order a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Uh, I think it's going to be like Vision, where I think. It was a vision issue number four was the low print run yeah or mm-hmm. something like that and that was a tougher one i think that this one's going to be uh issue three seems to be the one or no issue three or four one of those seems to be one of the ones where nobody can find anywhere it's uh it's been a real tough one to get so um that one i would not be surprised and i even though it went down about three thousand issues i have a hunch that all these numbers are going to start coming in about the same by the time reorder activity is factored in because it has just been such a consistent seller for us and something that a lot of people are loving. And, mm-hmm. and it's going to leave, I'm loving it. It's going to be a great trade and a beautiful hardcover when collected. And, um, yeah, we I think we talked about it last week about it being it, it could very well be an evergreen um, because just it's just a high-quality book, both writing and art and story concept and checking a lot of boxes yep yeah then the other one the other thing that jumps out at me is you've got at uh, 13 you've got avengers 687 at fifty nine thousand. then you go down to line 23 and you've got avengers 688 at forty seven thousand nine eighty eight. then you go down to line 26 and you've got avengers 689 at 46 698 and the only reason i want to call this out was on one of the one of the episodes we talked about uh, reorders and when the placement of when things come out over the course of the month. And this is a great showcase of that. On April 4th, you have 687. And then you go down to April 11th, you've got the next one. So each week you're losing issues, but you're still able to accumulate them over the course of the month. So it would be interesting to see where 690 pokes in uh, on the next set. Back up on this one, it's ranked 17. Yep, 17, so it's back up. It's interesting, but um, those are reorders are kind of not added in and factored in uh, over the next couple months, and the, those numbers stay the same. Like, we ordered the same amount for each one of those issues, and I think most retailers did too, so I don't know why uh, why you see such a, I think it was like an 11,000 issue drop from 87 to 88 or something like that. Yeah, 11,635. Like, I don't know why you would see that big drop other than reorders over the course of time. Whereas if you look at Venomized, 30, 35, and 36, they're all within like 1,000 or 1,500 of each other. Yeah, I see those up where it goes. We had four four of the Venomized all released in that same month? Were they? I think, yeah, yeah. One is way up at the top, and then you've got two, three, and four down There's down two, in the 30s. I, I couldn't find two. It was on 30, rank 30. Yep. 
I see Oblivion Song from uh, from Image down almost 50% with its number. I was curious with that uh, kind of inflated number one print run with them saying they'd never do a second print on it, how that would factor in the second one. But the attrition level is pretty much the same. <laughs> yep. I'm looking at 36. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. 36,000 copies of the $1 Infinity Gauntlet uh, True Believers issue. That's a good You call. bet. That's a good idea. To, I mean, it's not as expensive as the SM300, but it's not a cheap issue. And the fact that you got the movie coming out. Mm-hmm. You son of a... You, you had to stick that in there. You just, <laughs> just <laughs> it's just it's just habit. The gift that keeps <laughs> um, Aftershock, a a nice slate of books. Got Brothers Direct Cool, number one. Her Infernal Descent, number one. Got the 10th issue of Babe, Baby Teeth, an animosity book, Rough Riders, Cold War, Backways, Betrothed, Monster Mechanico and Brilliant Trash, um, a nice nice chunk of books, all selling um, around looked like two to seven thousand, two to six thousand copies. Um, hopefully that's enough for them. Um, I know it wasn't enough for Black Eyed Kids, but uh, uh, the, the, I, I like to see them succeed because I really like their products. They're um, the stuff that I'm reading. I'm really enjoying so. Uh, more, more from Aftershock. Yeah, and we're we're huge supporters of Aftershock. I do uh, I do the bundle every month where I think you get about an extra ten percent off if you buy all the Aftershock titles through us. So uh, we we really push their products. They've got top tier talent, and you know the their books all seem to have a heavier stock cover, so that they're, they're you know have a nice hand feel to them, and they're good quality. And then we have Alterna. Um, who I'm rooting for, the little engine that could, putting their books out on on newsprint. Tinseltown made this list with almost 2,000 copies sold. Zero Jumper made this list with 1,600. Um, the second issue of, of Go West is 1,500. Um, and then uh, Fear Diaries, it must have been a one-shot because there's no a number. That was 1,300 copies for that. Uh, Sonatas 2... The twelve two and Doppelganger two all at a thousand copies. Scrimshaw and Wicked Righteous, their fifth issues go out with a whimper at seven hundred and ninety seven copies and seven hundred and fifteen copies. So, um, they got a nice low price, nice easy, no barrier to entry. Uh, just not catching on with the with the comic crowd. Rick and Morty issue thirty-seven up eighty percent from its original fourteen five fourteen thousand five hundred pickle Rick to almost twenty-six thousand. This is Pickle Rick with the uh, Days of Future Past homage cover. So that's the spike on that one. Drew, this is our monthly reminder that Moon Knight at rank one hundred four, uh-huh. gaining ground. All right. To twenty three thousand oh ninety seven, up thirteen point three percent. It had a variant. We might make it to two hundred after all. I think, that, I think that one had a variant. Maybe that's why. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. 
Yes, whatever gets us to 200. It's going to happen, and then we'll fresh start. And then we'll, <laughs> well, then it'll just go away, and then it'll be like, all right, we're done with this character. I don't, we'll I don't think it's going to go away. 16. I think that there's enough, there's enough consistent interest in it. Uh, I, I, I don't see it going away. I'm not going to lie, and I don't mean, I'm not saying that to make you feel good. No, because we we obviously from the ASM three hundred comment, you don't care about that. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> Kyle and I would not. We would not pick on you. Yeah. But no, I I truthfully think you know if it can maintain the twenty thousand or above, I think it's good. And there is a steady sellout of the books at Diamond. It's not like there's a glut of them sitting waiting to be uh, ordered. So no. I, you're selling through your product. I think that's really all that you're you're looking for. Rank 134, the final kill or be killed. How'd it do? Uh, went out at 16,240. Serviceable. That was the final? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep. I didn't think the final one came out yet. It did. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Um... Black Mask. I know people are. Some people are down a bit on Black Mask um, because of their poor scheduling and stuff. But I, I still like some of their stuff. So we've got Survival Fetish, that first issue at thirty six hundred copies, and The Wilds, the second issue at three thousand copies. Both both books on my reading list. Um, oh, plus uh, Black AF, uh, the first issue came out. Not a. I don't read Grave Transfers, so I missed that one. Check out rank 163, Redneck number 12, uh, gaining 32%. So, uh, you know, Donny Cates still got a little bit there. Donny Cates, right? That's yeah, that, you know why that is, that's right? That's the Cosmic Redneck. That? That's the that's Cosmic right, that's Redneck, right. yeah. Cosmic Grandpa Wheelchair Rider. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't give anything away. It was only on the cover. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Ruined. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ice Cream Man, barely above 10,000, but still holding steady. I think that's pretty good for that book. That is a Man. horror anthology um, with not with barely a through line, you know. that's I think that's pretty good. Yeah. When you tend to say creepy book, yeah. the numbers are, are fairly not that yeah, high. Yeah, it's not, not going to sell a ton to everybody. Now, Drew, was it Thanos fifteen, the second print with I believe that was the, was that the one with the skull on it that you flipped actually fairly quickly? Yeah, all all my Thanos blew out, out of the store. They're gone. Yeah. So yeah, rank one ninety eight, Thanos fifteen, second print. Like I said, I think that's the yeah. one with the skull. Yeah. Order at only eighty five hundred copies of that. So, yeah. Uh, not a ton of them. Probably should have. Yeah, these are these have been pains in the butt. We've we've had people that have ordered multiples and. Diamond has shorted us, and I can only assume that that's because the orders have been higher than what the print run is. So, like, these and the ASMs have just been an absolute killer on us, and I'm trying to track down as many as I can for people to, you know, to, to make good on the requests, but oofta. Oofta. And, and 212 Thanos reorder on 13, almost 8,000 copies of that one. So, without having the, the covers in front of me, I'm just kind of grasping at straws, unfortunately. Yeah, that's probably like an eighth printing at that point, I would guess. <laughs> um, People seem to be catching on to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur for our 
Good Friend Wolf, uh, issue 30, up 18%, almost cracking 8,000 copies. <laughs> 8,000? Yeah, we're getting there. So yeah. with this uh, new Fantastic Four, Fantastic Three, or what, yeah. whatever's going on with it now, we have, we're we moving up. That's heading in the right direction on that one. Yeah, there you go. Um, Boom's move to premier publisher status in the front half of previews, I believe, would be reflected in this the first time. Um, this is... Uh, didn't have a big... I don't think big uh, difference at all. So I'm trying to think of anything really sticks out. Um, Mighty Morphin did 15,000. The Jim Henson uh, Labyrinth 10,000. Robocop debuted at 7,500. This feels like about where Boom usually does. So maybe it'll take a while. Maybe it'll have no effect whatsoever. Um, it would be nice to see their 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 sales go up because uh, I th we think that costs them more to be where they are, right? I give up on all that. I yeah. thought I had something figured out, and I asked questions, and I I didn't have it necessarily wrong, but I certainly didn't have it right, so I give up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it's it's like ad rates. I don't think it works like ad rates. I think there's some kind of deal, but I I I don't know. It's a complicated formula. They probably have the same guys packing boxes doing the ad rates. Well, I, I do know that if the three of us were to publish a comic and we'd want to do a, a full-page ad, one-page ad and uh, yeah. previews, yeah. as a small guy, it would cost us 3500 bucks. Ouch. Which would be like the printing costs. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, actually, just having having ordered... 900 Jimmy's Bastards variants and then 5,000 DC Nation. Uh, yeah, you can print those cheaper than you can put an ad in Diamond. <laughs> Jeez. Some obscurity down at 341. We have Oblivion Song number one reorder activity at 3,017. That's just people late coming to that first issue because we know that one wasn't going to a second print. And they can continue to do that, right? Because apparently they printed overstock and they're just flinging them out as needed. Yeah, so it's just sitting in Diamond's warehouse. So when shops run out, well, I'll, let me see if I can get that for you. And they can because it's sitting there forever. Boy, I'm looking at the Mayo report, the actual charts as opposed to the uh, the list. I gotta go over the list. Did Spawn have a big jump because of the Matina covers? I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 179% increase. Yeah. It went from 16,753 to 46,823. So guess what they're doing now? A oh, lot the of old Todd father. <laughs> the old Todd father's loving it. It's like, oh. He is just a mere 954,000 away from getting back to the million plateau. <laughs> That's the only thing that jumps out of me anymore. When was the last time Spawn sold a million copies? Was that the first issue only? <laughs> this couldn't have been too much beyond that. Yeah. Oh, Deathstroke was up 120%. Deathstroke has been... Um, this is issue 30, which was the start of the ba uh, Deathstroke versus Batman line. Yeah. That's yeah. one that's gained a lot of traction. I, people were, a lot of people are talking about Deathstroke. I, 
when I read it, I read it a few arcs ago, and I didn't care for it. But This is the one where we're calling Damian Wayne's paternity into question, I believe, correct? Yes. So, we'll look at Superman. We've got... So we've got Superman 44 and 45 uh, <laughs> bunched together. They're selling 84,000 copies. Uh, combined. Combined. Yep. Um, and that's two 20-page comics, so that's 40 pages, 80,000 of them selling. Um, we're going to go to 32 pages once a month, which is gonna, it's going to sell well at the beginning. Because everybody's going to be excited about Bendis. But is is a monthly comic at three ninety nine going to sell 150,000 comics a month for a sustained period? Nope. No, but I can see it getting up to that 70 or 80. Okay, but you're, st- you're going to lose money then. Because you've got two $3 comics and to get the 80,000 instead of one $4 comic. But you're doing half of the art and half of the printing uh, and half of the shipping. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And half of the editing. Okay. So do you don't you don't even need to sit to sell the 80, you need to sell 60 to about to be even. Yeah, I'm not sure how those numbers break down, but that that I would say that's probably a reasonable way of looking at it. Yeah. Oh, I think it can maintain 60,000. If it's good, if it's got good storylines, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people, myself included, who are kind of looking at this and saying, "Will I finally have a Superman to get excited about?" Oh, so you didn't like the Tomasi run with Lois and I've, Jonathan? My big thing is I've uh, over my whole life I've never really been a huge Superman fan. I don't dislike the character at all. Right. I like some of the storylines I've gone back and read things like kingdom come is, is fantastic. It's just for me, the, the character doesn't, I don't know the whole boy scout thing. I like Ennis. I like, you know, Punisher max. So you have like, you haven't read it. I, I like a lot more action. So when I pick up a Superman comic, it's a little too, sometimes they're a little too boy scouty for me. They're a little bit too happy. Um, there are some really great storylines, but I, I don't find myself being hooked month in and month out to keep reading it. Hmm. And so I'm kind of hoping that Bendis will bring a little something different that will hook me because it's one of those things where it's like I I want to read this, but I want to make sure that I'm enjoying it when I'm reading it. If that makes any sense. None. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know anything You're about wrong. that. Venom. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I. Oh, he happened to be an ASM 300, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's e- excellent. That was excellent work. Nice job. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm less enthused about the move, um, but I'll probably read it. All right. Anything else we can suss out of these numbers? I don't know. I didn't get down to Marvel, but that's okay. Now it's your chance. I'm good. I will have nothing to say. All right, speak now or forever hold your peace. So we're gonna head on over to nope preview. Nope. nope. So I wait. We got there's we a, nope. We have a uh, we have the FOC. Oh yeah, the final order cut off your last opportunity to order these books. 
uh, to have them delivered in however many weeks. So and it's a monster. This is our last chance yeah. to uh, snag up a few things we may not have noticed in that preview, or perhaps we've gotten a little bit more information on uh, since the initial previews. Why is it so big? Why is this one so big? I'll give you one answer. Iron Man. 27 variants. Oh. Okay. It just seems... It seems bigger than normal by a, by a factor of three or four. <laughs> it, it is bigger. Uh, I think part of it, too, is that there are um, more event books kicking up. You got the, the Justice League stuff. You've got... Uh, well, so there's Image had something going. Oh, Spawn has a uh, covers A through H. Uh, however, well, hey, should we start where Drew or where Kyle always likes to start in Dark Horse? <laughs> Let's just go down the list here. Yeah, okay. I can just completely jump ahead, or we can just do it in order. Okay. So as we look through Dark Horse, I, I see. Uh, uh, Sword Sword Daughter? Did I miss that one? In the initial That is a Brian Wood book, if I remember correctly. Did that tickle your fancy, Kyle? Do you remember that? No, I prefer my sword uncle. Wow. It uh my fancy was tickled. I'm getting this one. There you go. I'm a huge Wood fan though, so I'll I'll buy pretty much anything Brian does. Giggity. Okay, so um, that Frank Cho cover for Batman, I'm assuming we're done with Dark Horse, uh, um, is amazing. I'm glad I have one coming. I wish I had more. Now's your chance to add. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I can, that's true. I can do that. What's, what's what the FOC is all about? It's really cool. It's really a cool. It, I believe it will be in color as well. I think this was just a... Get something up there so people could see art. Oh, well, then I'm not as impressed. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> but I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I'm usually right about that kind of thing. Yeah, I remember reading something about it in the, uh, so, in the DC So you think thing. when they did the second printing of um, 45 with the dress, and it was all black and white lines, Joel Jones lines, that that was mm -hmm. in color too? Um, so, so like, if they go to a second print for this one, this was this would be the cover they would use, gotcha. I think. Okay. Got the first of the Prelude issues here. Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Nightwing versus Hush. That's the one. That is pretty nice. Of course, it's uneven. He's doing he, he's doing all the prelude issues. Is he? Yep. What's the deal with DC Nation extras and DC Nation free? What's that about? Um. Yeah. So, how the heck is it? I can't remember what the determination is, but um, we get a boatload of free copies, and then if we want to, we can order extras at thirty-five cents a piece. So I will order one million free copies. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the free copy count is locked in. Ah, ah I got gotcha. you. <laughs> what they provide us based on what we ordered for previous stuff. So, insulate my. House. They have some sort of fancy mathematicals. Fantastic.
Mike Grell cover oh. on the B uh, Green Arrow. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say that I've had a couple people ask me about the trade dress adjustment on the DCB covers, and that is uh, staying moving forward. They've kind of stripped the logo and stripped a lot of the stuff off, so you really just have, I think it's a the barcode on the front and the artist name. Yeah. But that's it. They've gone to minimalist on the front so that it's kind of plays up what they're what they're doing. What's the buzz for Justice League? Eh. Yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I think that there's there's people that are excited about Snyder doing it, but then there's also the people that are kind of like him getting Snydered out. Um, so I think it's kind of a it leans more to the excited than not, but it's not uh, certainly Bendis is a lot more exciting. Let's just say that. Is this is this going to be I wonder if this is going to be mandatory reading to get to the crisis event. It probably will. Oh man, I'd really like to skip it. <laughs> I will just say when you uh look at those Justice League ones, the Jim Lee ink only. Oof. Good. Yeah. Not Jim Lee. He might he I, keeps his, <laughs> he might be he something. He might be something someday. And you could buy a one in five hundred of the pencils only, but I actually think the inks only looks better. Color version of it's not that bad either. <laughs> yeah, Man of Steel book two. So you think they're going to start doing more variants, or is it just for special occasions like Justice League number one? I, I don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I think as long as they keep an open A and B policy. If they want to add in the one in five hundreds and the one in one thousands, I don't see a problem oh, with no, that. Oh no, neither. Uh, I think it's when you go straight from the you have an A cover and then you start having the incentive tiers. I think that's where people start to get a little raw. Ooh, Kyle, did you look at your Nightwing variant? I didn't. It's not pulling up on my computer. I was I was trying to and it did not work. That second print. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm out. I already skipped past DC. Go ahead. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. All right, I just sent you the image in uh, Skype. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. People hate this cover. I like it. it I think it looks <laughs> awesome. And it's the people that don't like Junior. And it's for me, he's hit or miss on the cover. I think yeah. the previous one that he did was way better than this one. Yeah. I like it, though. That you know, People complain that you know Nightwing's not a uh, head-on-a-stick kind of character, so it's an odd interpretation of him as well. So I think people just complain about everything. I think it looks cool. <laughs> Are looks these people on the than... internet? <laughs> yes, yes. This is the, uh. the people I, I, uh, I, I spoke about earlier. Okay. But, uh, it, man, these are so much better than what we had been getting for the uh, first three dozen issues. Four dozen. <laughs> math. Who does maths? Anything else in DC? Let's see. We got IDW. I'm trying so hard. I got. <laughs> I got nothing in IDW. Uh, nope. Not a thing. And then image. Now that second print of Death or Glory. It 
That looks like the B cover. I don't really... I will tell you what, this book ticked me right off. Why is that? When it was solicited, it was solicified. solicified. Wow. Oh my gosh. It was... I've been solicified. It was solicited as classified. And all of the pull list paperwork, yep. everything said yep. classified. Yep. The manifest came out and said death or glory. Oh, yep. I hate it when they do I that. I saw that. That was, um, that was interesting. That means the... Should have meant that the, pr the print run was lower. But I don't think that was the case. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Here we have all, um, some more spawn covers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight covers for spawn. Oh, any interest? Oh, before you go down to that spawn, go back up to the medieval spawn, which played number With two. With black and white Capullo. Um, Capullo. Yeah, these. So the first issue came out this past week, and we blew through almost all of them. They were they were a huge hit. People buying all three covers. Uh, but yeah, the Capullo black and white, and even the Capullo color, it's kind of returning back home because I, if I remember right, Capullo really got kind of a jolt by doing Spawn oh, work yeah. with Todd. Oh yeah. So. It's a great looking cover. Don't it's like he's done it. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Will I buy one set or two? Hmm. Yeah, five would be good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, look at uh, look at Spawn now. Todd McFarland's like, well, if one one variant does well, maybe twelve variants will do even better. There's got to be a reason for this because they usually just do A and B or A B and C. Why they're doing? I don't know. The other thing is, yeah, they all of these except for the A and B were announced after. These are all FOC only covers. Uh, same with actually the medieval spawn Capullo color in black and white. They have that third number eight, yeah. meaning that they were post previews. Did you see who the Sinkovich uh, B for Walking Dead is? Alpha, it's so that's good. so cool. This is yeah, it's a freaky looking one, like freaky in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Done with image. Ant Man and the Wasp. I, I really enjoyed that final trailer. If that counts for anything, does not. Does not translate. Ah. <laughs> does not compute. Nope. Dazzler coming back. Should we jump on Dazzler even with that Sinkovich? Yeah, I already. I've already got that one on order. Yeah. And then Deadpool's on Deadpool's on Deadpool's. Yeah, this is a Liefeld one in five hundred and a black and white Liefeld one in one thousand. Yes, if anyone needs Deadpool number one, we will have plenty. <laughs> the Scotty Young's writing this Deadpool, right? As far as I'm aware, yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm very very, very interested to see his interpretation of it because Deadpool can be great and Deadpool can be hacky and dumb, which in my opinion is what it's been. Well, you could just wait till next year's free comic book day. They'll be giving it away. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Who says? Just for that, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Dude, screw you. Ritualistically burning them. Stop, stop the presses. We're not going to do that now. You got Mortal your Doctor Hulk, Strange. Got back. Oh yeah, we're gonna get a, plenty of those as well. If you if anyone needs any of them. And twenty-seven Tony Starks, one for every suit of armor he's ever had. That's pretty cool. Yep. I love that War Machine one. Love the Veronica suit one. What's the Aha look like? Like Aha, that's cool. The Aha is really good. That's really nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's the one in one hundred. Is it? Jeez. Hulkbuster looks good. Sorry, now I'm just kind of stuck looking at all these these covers for all the armor ones. <laughs> I can't move on. There's some really really cool ones. There's uh, the Thorbuster one is good. Um, did, 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 what was some of the other ones that I really liked? The Silver Centurion, I liked that one. The original armor is pretty cool, obviously. Um, the Hulkbuster was a good one. Yeah, Hulkbuster I really liked. There's another one. There was one other one that I can't can't think of, but... Yeah, no, I, I think it's kind of cool that they're doing it. Sure makes yeah, for a, a lot of lines in the list, line. though. <laughs> Back, 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 back. All right, I'm down into aftershock now, and nothing I care about. Cold War, dark art, insects, and shipwreck. Well, if you look at that aberrant, abherent from um, Action Lab, I missed that in the first solicitation cycle, but it's kind of a revenge type tale. I'm, 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 I might take a, a flyer on that. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, Brother Nash from Titan. I'm going to have to check my order to see if I have that coming in because that, that's got a good look to it as well. Brother Nash, American Gods meets Preacher and Hellboy. Oh yeah, that's right, the ghost-seeing trucker. Alright, I remember this now. Uh, yeah. Sally's has a... I can uh, tell you, you do not have it on order. Thank you. You are welcome. And uh, Selly's from Lion Forge. It has a uh, got a little. That's all ag. It's but it's got a Tom Zoller uh, style to the art. And uh, you know me now. I'm I'm all about old ages. I'm I'm reading a fencing book and a 
dodgeball book and uh <laughs> you did your roller did my derby. roller derby uh i'm all in on that stuff and i've never heard of uh this imprint from lion forge is it roar yeah it's been around it's been around for a little while got that jazz maynard there you go anything else in the foc 300 just 350 mm-hmm. items to comb through not much this time, yeah. Pretty <laughs> it's light. a monster. <laughs> well, let's bounce from the FOC then, if everybody's done, to um, the what remains of the Cowabunga uh, uh, variant bundle, or the variant items that are still available. Um, now, the the Tony Stark, Stark Iron Man was in that FOC, but you have the cutoff at 5.7. Yeah, so what ended up happening was they extended it a week because they didn't have all of the cover art for the uh, armor variants. <coughs> Excuse me. And retailers reached out uh, last week and said, hey, if I could have an extra week, if all the art's up there, I could probably sell a few more sets. So they uh, Marvel went ahead and extended it out. So Fantastic. We got an extra week. Uh, want me to run through these, or do you want to take it? I'll let you do it. You got the list in front of you. Fantastic. So we have... Um Thor, number one, uh, with an FOC of the 21st of May. So we've still got a couple of other 19 days or so. No, nine days. <laughs> no, nine days. Um, and, uh, well, it will be eight days by the time you listen to this. So the Thor, number one, uh, the Ward variant's a 1 in 25. That's 42 bucks. The uh, the Ribic variant is a 1 in 50 for $80. The Kirby Remastered variant, one in five hundred, is six hundred and seventy-five dollars. The Kirby Black and White Remastered, one in one thousand, is twelve hundred and sixty dollars, all with a free cover. A eh? um, mm-hmm. Tony Stark's Iron Man number one. The FOC has been extended to Monday at noon. I'm guessing. So it's yep. this FOC, and you can so you can still get the Ross variant, uh, one in fifty, sixty-seven dollars and fifty cents. Uh, the AHA variant, 1 in 100 for 135 And the Grana variant, 1 in 25 for $45. The Immortal Hulk, FOC of the 14th of May. Uh, Immortal Hulk Crane variant, 1 in 25 is $45. The, the Kion variant, 1 in 50 is $67.50. Fusima Remastered, 1 in 500 is 675 and the black and white remastered Vesema one in one thousand is twelve sixty. Uh, we go to Deadpool with uh, also the fourteenth of May cutoff. Diodato variant one in twenty five is forty five dollars. Liefeld variant one in twenty five is forty five dollars. Scotty Young variant one in twenty five is forty five bucks. Opania variant one in fifty is seventy two. The Liefeld remastered one in five hundred is six seventy five, and the black and white remastered one in one thousand is twelve sixty. And finally, we have the Doctor Strange, uh, with a FOC cutoff of the fourteenth of May, with a Del Auto variant one in fifty for eighty five dollars, and a Bacalo variant one in twenty five for forty two bucks. Buy any of those through Cowabunga, you get a free cover A to read, and you can seal that other one in a plastic clamshell if you'd like. Um, Anything else we need to know about these? Nope, I think that's good. The best way to contact you is still orders at? 
Yep. Orders at Cowbunga Comics, Cowbunga with a K. Uh, you can also ping us on Facebook, and we'll just end up uh, asking for your email so we can email you directly. It, it tends to be the easiest way. That way everything's caught in print. Um, we actually have been sending out the first wave of Comics for Fun and Profit variant pricing books that we, we had, which were some Venom 1s and one other one that I'm blanking on. But, uh, yeah, those have been going out, and we're just we're excited. Let's keep her rolling. Very cool. Now, and any any of those big venom ones still laying around? Do people for, just drug their feet too far? <laughs> um, we the the one in one thousand was was claimed. That one, its buyer came in and took it. Uh, we do have a few of the Rivera one in twenty fives. I think still left, and uh, maybe a couple of maybe one of the Virgin Riveras as well. And a couple of the Stegmans. So if anyone needs the Venoms or would like the Venoms, we've got those. We also have uh, a couple hundred uh, extra Venom number ones laying around. And if you want a big stack of them, I'll cut you a heck of a deal. Have, it looks like maybe a first cameo appearance of uh, uh, some, somebody in that one. So might not be a bad idea. Yes. To, to, even with a print run, a bigger print run, it still might not be a bad idea to snag that up. I know I'm curious. Yep. Yeah, it was... So, Kyle, you read the first issue? or The, yes. the first issue? Oh, I thought it was quite well done. I, 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 I'm I very intrigued to see where that story Cates, goes. I'm along for the ride until you buck me off. Yeah, and this is this is the book that he's wanted to do. This is his favorite uh, character in comics. And he apparently has a 10-year story plan already that is farther flushed out than what most would be. Uh, he sat down at a writing... Uh, summit and basically said here's my plan for venom and it covers the next 10 years and by the time he got done everybody was like damn i'm excited i've been for venom um ever (laughs) (laughs) definitely all right i think we're done let's roll over to the uh the sneak all right let's head over to previewsworld.com let's click on new releases we're going to scroll to may 16th 2018 and eric drew let's start where we always like to start and i don't even know where we start in more so let's just start an image <laughs> um <laughs> the third issue of barrier eric how much do we love the oversized uh that doesn't really fit in any kind of size bag yeah don't give me started <laughs> um it it has to go in a magazine size bag which looks absolutely ridiculous because there's like three inches on either side yeah. of it but Whatever, grumble, grumble. Um, yeah, I don't know that one. I love BKV. I love his stuff, but boy, the presentation of this book sure got sure got people uh, all in a tizzy. Yeah, every time somebody does an oversized difference, the highest house or whatever, they they they're it's cool to look at, but then to store it's a hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least, though, I can at least appreciate when you make something magazine size and it fits a magazine bag and board and it looks good. Like, I I, I will begrudgingly find a way to store it. But when you've got a book that's the same width as a standard comic, but it's an, over an inch taller than a, a normal comic, it doesn't fit in your box width-wise. It doesn't fit in your box height-wise. It just doesn't fit. It's like, I don't know, something screwed up somewhere. It just doesn't feel good. 
It's all about it the feels. It messes with our comic book OCD in a way that we do not appreciate. And you couldn't even give it away on right. comic book day. <laughs> oh, we gave away a lot of them. We just couldn't give away all of them. Although the free comic book day one was actually standard size. Oh, whoa. Let's see that. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I give up. Uh, Dead Hand number two. I'm I'm all down with this. The first uh, issue was really cool. Uh, I'm definitely... I'm a kind of a war guy, so the Cold War was... Yeah, it's a good plot. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. It warms my Higgins. heart to see Kyle Higgins back doing good things. According to one person. Did you read it? I think I'm a fairly important <laughs> one person. According to just one rando. What you're trying to say is small sample size. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice way to say it. This, all the... Well, Jordi Belair's doing the colors. So oh, there you go. That's always good. <laughs> uh, another Joe Keating book. This time it's uh, Flavor Number 1. That is, what's it about? Culinary epic adventure where chefs are the ultimate celebrity and food is the most valued commodity. The high stakes competition of Hunger Games collides with the lush Miyazaki-esque world building in this delectable new ongoing series. Didn't Brian Wood do something similar? Is this kind of like a, I was going to say, isn't this like a clean, uh, not so dangerous version of Starve? Yeah, probably. Joe Keating's coming off of uh, was it Ringside, that just just kind of fell apart. So I don't know. Maybe Gideon Falls one on a third print, two on a second print, and then the new number three is out. You know, and, and I like Lemire. I like a lot of what he, what he does, but this is no Gideon Falls is nowhere near as good as Royals, and. I don't understand why. I don't understand why things sell the way they do. And they're not giving us a look at what uh, third print number one is looking like to make a call on that one. Wolf was telling us about Infidel uh, being optioned or something, was it? No, these were those were a couple of. Uh, or just the solid books? Is that what that it, was? Yeah, that was just a solid book. Yeah, so. those were vault books he was talking about. So three of five for Infidel. Got, got another Azarello Moonshine. These are great. I don't know Gerardo Zafino very well, but I like that cover B. Twisted. Babs Tar on the Wicked and Divine cover B. Very cool. Have even you dropped off of Rat Queens at this point? Yep, it just, it, it you know, I, I miss my original creative team. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Anything else in Image? Well, a ba- uh, Babs Tar B cover for Wicked and Divine. I already said that. Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when did you say that? Were you... A minute ago? About yeah. 30 seconds before you did. <laughs> oh. Good old Drew just waiting for his turn to talk again. Like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And now. <laughs> Anything. I will say something and cue the brilliant. Drew. 
Hey, Eric, did you want to talk about the uh, cover B for Wicked and Divine 36? <laughs> hey, did you know it's a Babs Star cover? That's pretty cool. They're jerks. Uh, all right, let's see if we can scrap something together in old Dark Horse from these four books, five books. I got nothing, unfortunately. So e- Ether I always swing and hope for it. But... And so let's do another volume of Ether. Sometimes Usagi Ojimbo uh, tickles your fancy, Drew. Yeah, um, I haven't read this one yet, which is stacking up. All right, IDW. There's I one do thing... like Assassinistas. Yeah. If there's one thing I never thought there'd be, it's a Bubba Hotep comic. <laughs> what is Bubba Hotep again? There's a movie where it's like some alien version of Elvis or something, and it was just too weird for even me, which is saying a lot, and now it's a comic. Man, people like the reissue of Sonic the Hedgehog. Look at that Eastman B cover, man. I cannot believe you're not all over these. Oh, you're on TMNT ongoing? Yeah. I've got beautiful Eastman B covers on my Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles through DC. But this, that's just, they're just great. I mean, there's a reason he's been doing those books for 30 years. Yeah. All right, anything else we can try to uh, paste together in IDW? Um. Okay, it was 44, Batman 44, that was the... Uh, I've already moved on to DC, okay. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was Batman 44 that was the dress? Correct. So, okay, this yep. is the booster story. Correct. That's going to second printing already. Yep. I wonder why. Because people bought all the first printing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thanks. <laughs> I like I don't like Amanda Connor's covers very much, but I like that cover B. That is great. The kids in costumes in the yeah. movie theater. Yeah, that's fantastic. I have wow. that coming. That's pretty dope. Huh. Is this another uh Ooh, who's doing the B cover? For Batwoman, 15. Raphael Grump? Even they have a question mark after it. I didn't even know there was a Batwoman comic anymore. What? It's Marguerite Bennett. Oh, yeah, that's why. I've tuned it out. (laughs) Savage. So how many Cave Carson and his interstellar eyes do we have coming now that the New Animals line has been... (laughs) Yeah. Dozens. Get, it, dozens. Okay, never mind. It'll make it make it to it'll make it to August. Yeah, I think uh, they were ending them all with issue six, if I read it correctly. I think. Question mark. Green Lantern's variant is pretty cool. Yeah, they do a good job. Anybody read the Frank? I don't Thierry know who that is. Harley. Mm-hmm. Frank Thierry Harley? You mean the Paul oh, Dini Harley? Paul Dini? It's, is, is he the new creator? This is the spinoff. This is Harley the, loves this Joker. Is the main line. He, he's he's the original. Uh, no, this was this was the backup stories that were in the Harley Quinn single oh, okay. issues. 
they're just put into the part one and part two miniseries. Uh, and then they have Amanda Connor A covers, mm-hmm. and then the B covers are Frank Cho. Anybody um, enjoying the Justice League No Justice thing at all? Just came out. I didn't read I didn't it. I didn't read it either. Uh, yeah, it just came out. special number one is. It's a special ah, Superman. I'm in. This isn't a lead up to. Yeah, this isn't really a lead up to the new one or anything. It's just. I think it's just a, a filler. Looks like a filler of some sort. Uh, looks like Tomasi was not invited. Well, his name's on the cover. Writers Ian Flynn, Gleason, Russell. When you look at the cover, it says Tomasi, Gleason, Russell, Flynn. <laughs> hmm. Oh. Well, somebody's wrong. It's probably Diamond. <laughs> what was um New Challengers again? Is that was another of this other line that will also be ending soon? Uh, no, this is part of the new... The new heroes. Yeah, that's another one that's not. Yeah, not, it's kind of DOA. I don't see that lasting much. I, our our numbers have been consistent with really? it. Really, damage damage flying yeah. out the door. Uh, damage is doing good. No. Um, no. <laughs> Why you gotta argue with the guy with legit numbers? <laughs> I don't believe. The you. question is: Is damage going to three ninety nine? Uh, you know, that's a good question if, if those are, because that's damage, what, Curse of Brimstone, this new Challengers, like uh, Brimstone. no, you can't, <laughs> you had your chance, yeah. you blew it, yeah, I'm wrong, I did, I'm gonna pick up my comics and go home, <laughs> Wildstorm, looking great, alright, I'm heading on down to Marvel, Drew's probably already there. <laughs> uh. Okay, we got all new Wolverine with Tom Taylor, but X twenty three is getting her own book. So, is this the last one? That's what I'm. I'm. I'm not sure. It all comes down to this. The uh, the future old woman Logan thing was was really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss that book. Mighty Thor Gates of Valhalla. Jace. Now, is he doing is he doing the X23 book? No. Somebody else doing it. Somebody else was doing it. Bull. Was it Laura Kinney or X23? What the heck was it called? I believe you. Are we still in Mighty Thor? Because I'm a big fan of the Garney variant. Oh, yeah? I, I, that's the one I would Yeah. Think. So, is this... Okay. So, this is the new Thor. So yes. I, I didn't realize it was Gates of Valhalla. I, I, I just was under the impression it was Thor. But, okay, I like it. We're going back to fighting frost giants or dark elves, which is it? Yeah, Malakash. So we're back to dark elves. Wait, no this this is not the new Mighty Thor. This is a one uh, a one okay. shot, I believe. 
that's a bridge gap into the next gotcha, one. Gotcha. So this is not the new Thor book. That's just going to be right. Thor, whatever. This is the same creative team, but we're going to probably need this to get into right. it. Right. So yeah, you don't really know how Thor got where he where he is yet in his book, nor do you know how Iron Man got where he is in his book. But if you've been reading Avengers by Jason Aaron, their status quo has been returned and they are in there hanging out. And so uh, there's a little timing issue, I think, with um, with Marvel. Speaking of, we have Avengers 2 coming out. Now, Drew, you read Avengers yes. 1. Hot garbage. <laughs> you were not a big fan of yes. it. Terrible. It was, it was terrible in so many ways. Art was subpar. The writing was all over the place, and are you gonna give it a chance on number two? Maybe, and that'll be it. Was that? It was Ed McGinnis on the first one. Yeah, I mean, he just phoned yeah. it in. I was really not impressed with the art. I did not look at the inside, but allow me to go to my short box. How convenient. Yeah, so X-23, number one, comes out this summer. X-23. Um, yeah, X-23, number one. Um, and Rico who? Tamaki writing it. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. The, the soup being Supergirl being super? Yep. Okay. Alright, that's fine. I'll allow it. Anything else in uh, Marvel? X-Men Red, still good. We got a Tom Taylor, of course, writing that. And we got old X-23. Speaking of her, she's on the cover. That is awesome. Oh, honey badger. So do we need this Thor book? Probably not. I mean, Jason Aaron does write Thor well. Mm-hmm. I just, I the Avengers just missed with me completely. Man, I love the Creighton Crane art for Punisher number two twenty four. Mostly because I'm obsessed with this this friggin' War Machine Punisher. Yeah, but have you been reading it? It's great. I hear nothing but good things. Rosenberg's crushing it. Yeah, but that is a cool-looking cover. That's worth it just for that cover right there. Just, you know. Now the 17 other books he's writing, I don't know. <laughs> but but Punisher's been great. <laughs> Not as much. Can't win them all. all right. You guys reading the You Are Deadpools? I can't figure out nope. which Deadpool to go to, and I've just been staying out of any of them because... So the the UR Deadpool is just a weekly one this month, and it's a choose your own adventure. Oh, neat! They do fun stuff. Pretty, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They do fun stuff. I used to cheat at the choose your own adventures. Hopefully, I've grown out of that. <laughs> just just read it straight yeah, through. I flipped to that page, and if I didn't like it, I, I always kept my finger at the at the previous page and could just pop right back. Uh I used to deal with goosebumps. <laughs> like, oh, there's only. Two lines on this page. Yeah, that sounds like fun. you are dead. Let's move back. <laughs> yeah. Let's find something else. 
All right, we've seen some Marvel. Let's see what Dynamite has. All right, let's see what Boom's got. Dodge City number three and Fence number six, <laughs> back to back. All in the same week. I'm happy. <laughs> so what's happening in Fence number six, Drew? Well, it's the tournament. Oh, and uh, who's who's gonna win? Probably the uh, young poor kid that got the scholarship there, um, but he's gonna have to go up against the rich guy that has I don't know any of their names <laughs> that, uh, that has all the advantages and uh, has never lost um, but I think he's going to take him down the All Valley Under 18 Fencing Tournament yes similar storyline in Dodge City new kid new kid becomes captain of the dodgeball team and uh he has to redeem them because they had a big cheating scandal in last last tournament. So they're training for the new 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 tournament, and um, he had to help redeem them in their eyes of their opponents because they didn't want him to look at them as cheaters. Really, really on the edge of your of your seat stuff. Is this like a modern interpretation of dodgeball? Do they have to throw underhanded and be easy? Nope. And, okay, ooh, nope. They're winging it. Nope. Nope. But they, they like coordinate their attacks. So they like throw two balls at the same time at the same person so that they can only catch one. The kettleballs versus the jazz pandas. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, we, that wasn't Those are intimidating. Up. That was okay. You got to root for the jazz pandas. <laughs> That's the good guys. All right, since Boom and Dynamite are no longer considered smaller publishers, let's move into our Black Masks, our Avalanches, our Onis. Avalanche? Uh, aren't they? <laughs> or not Avalanche, Aftershock. Aftershock. Zoom <laughs> <laughs> from Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> Snowbound. <laughs> the final issue of the Archies with... My boy, Greg Smallwood, doing the cover. Who's doing cover C, Drew? I, I, I missed it. Who is it? Fiona Staples. No way. Yeah. Did we know that? Did we order these? No. We knew that, right? No. Missed we that missed one. it? Missed we it missed it? It wasn't solicited. Oh, I think I got one coming. I might just not might not have told you. <laughs> Ballard of Sang, three of five. I haven't read these yet. Or no, I read the first one. I didn't read the second one. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Crossed plus 100. Mimic number one. Drew, go ahead it. and talk about Crossed and wake me when you're done. I'll believe it when I see it, because this thing... It, it's sick. This thing's got to be at least two, three months old or late, right? It's a January solicit, and the stuff we're currently getting is March, so it is a two month later. Yeah, I don't know what took so long, but um, I would have thought the first issue would have been in the can before you solicited it. I don't know how it can be. It can be late.
But anyway, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm super looking forward to it because it's been a long time, and I can't wait to read it again. Jazz legend legend from Scout Comics. Don't know what I think of that. A peculiar new drug on the streets of Moto City. Its effects are unlike any other. An immersive psychedelic dreamscape with visions of animalistic abominations and godlike humanoids. Sounds like we just put quite a few $13 words. <laughs> Hey Eric, how's Jimmy's Bastards? I'm I'm like woefully behind on that. It's good. I can't remember if this is the last one. Uh, da, 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 da. There, there's it's down. coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. So this is the last one. No, it's been good. It it's it's typical Ennis. It's good stuff. And then when this one ends, uh, a walk through hell is going to be coming up next, which sounds like it's going to be a a deep one. I heard good things about World of Tanks too. I got it. I didn't read it yet. I'm sure it's going to be great. The art inside is fantastic. Rot. But that's not why you call it. <laughs> Rot number one from Source Point Press, which is a new one for me. Yeah. Uh, written by David Hayes with art by Sean Seal. Waking up in a field, the thing that used to be known as Dwight Co Cochran rises. His memories vague, his body weak. He finds strength and lucidity after feeding. Stealing the life force of living things through prehensile dead tissue in his hair and nails. Ugh. Alright. I don't know what that last thing was. <laughs> Took a turn. DCBS has, has this solicited as a one through three, a three issue series. Rot? Rot. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what it says here. Oh, did it? Okay, sorry. Did I mention the B cover to what? Wicked and Divine? Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a walk through hell coming out in Aftershock. You've got um, the B cover is it says it's all black shock. So I don't know if it's just a straight black cover or what. They don't have an image of it, but it it is uh, it is Ennis, and it will be in my box. Yes. Exciting. Wow, so who goes first? Are you done? You guys yeah. done? Is there anything else? Yeah. Uh, Any magazines or anything there worth grabbing? Uh, no, I'm just looking where are we at? We're going to be on the 16th. Alright. I just jumped over to the variants and all that hoo-ha. See if anything stuck out at me. We didn't. We never talked about the wedding special in Marvel. We, I don't think it's because we don't care about the wedding. But still. Oh, was that the one? Uh, it's a one shot. I don't think it's the actual wedding. Oh. But I, I don't know for sure. Oh, so we've got. Uh... Yeah, it looks like those uh, new heroes of DC are all going to second printings for their first issue. Let me 
this just a lead up. How is how is Amazing Spider-Man 800 going to a second printing? It's not out, is it? No, it's not out. How is it on the second printing list? Uh, I think with that one, they've already pre-assumed that it's going to sell through. Presumptuous of them. Look at those Thanoses, man. Fifth, fifth, fourth, third, third. And second printing of the annual. Which is in my box. All right, guys. Did anybody manage to scrape up a pick of the week for anything walking around here? Anything well, tickle their fancy? It's kind of a no-brainer. It's crossed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Kind of a no-brainer, but caught me off guard. Yeah, it's it's going to be crossed. It's been out, been away for a long time. Us ravenous crossed fiends. Um, we're going to gonna want this one, and it's got a delay so people might forgot about it it's going to be scarce perhaps so jump on it of course it's 5.99 eric doing a walk through hell you know i would love to take a walk through <laughs> hell um no that's that's definitely one that's got my eye I'm trying to find there's another one that caught my eye i'm trying to work my way through the list I'll go with a walk through hell. Why not? I don't think there's anything to this Superman special number one. I'm trying to figure that out. Nothing really, really grabbed me this week. Care about the wedding special? Ah, you know, I'm enamored by Punisher 224 for just the cover, and I say that goes to a second print, and you're going to want to grab that? Well, you can. Punisher 224. Simply for the art. No. Boo. Whatever. <laughs> we should have picked the Babs Tar version yeah, of uh, Wicked 936. Why not? Why <laughs> not? Uh, anything else before we wrap up, guys? <laughs> nope. I don't think so. If you're a Cowabunga FOC person, remember noon-ish on Monday. Boy, I felt very schoolteacherly. <laughs> Have it in. Turn in your homework. My dog ate <laughs> the FOC. All right, we want to thank you guys for joining us through our sneak peek at Web next week for May 16th, 2018. Of course, you can reach Drew and myself at comicsfunprofit.com or any of our Facebooks, our Twitters, uh, the Instagrams and everything else. And, of course, Eric is at Cowabunga Comics. So we want to thank you guys for Drew, for Eric, and for myself. See ya. Another two hours. Jesus. <laughs>